Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit Ten, Education and Social Mobility. And our topic of conversation is relationship between education and social mobility in Indian society. M. S. A. Rao systematically charted out the course of the relationship between education. and social mobility in india from pre british days till the introduction of the modern system of education according to him in pre british india and during the earlier phases of british rule education was generally the monopoly of upper caste although in some regions like kerala middle and lower caste also had access to it Vedic learning was confined to Savarna, and even among Brahmins, only a section of these people had the right to study the Vedas and practice priesthood. The study of Quran was open to all Muslims, although Malvis had the right to interpret and expound it in their own way. Similarly, among Buddhists. education was open to all followers of religion certain literary professions such as medicine ayurveda and astrology were also open to caste other than brahmans members of caste that engaged in trade learned accounting and bookkeeping in the courts of the king there were scribes who specialized in the art of writing and keeping records in villages there were accountants who maintained the land registers and revenue records other skills necessary to pursue occupations such as smithy house building chariot building manufacture of weapons and fireworks weaving embroidery leather work pottery barbering laundering were passed on in the line of father or mother such a mode of acquiring skill restricted the choice of occupation but certain occupations such as cultivation trade and commerce were open to many caste according to raw in most cases a caste frequently followed more than one occupation the incidence of occupational mobility was more evident in cities than in villages just as formal education leading to certain professions such as medicine and astrology raised the status of some caste in a limited way mobility of caste to higher status positions and title them to literary education ahirs a caste of small peasants and milk sellers for example rose to political power in revari and claimed the status of yadavas kshatriyas they were then entitled to literary education as it was an aspect of high class status since these two processes were not common literary education was not a significant factor in following an occupation of one's own choice
oral communication and hereditary status played a far greater role in preparing an individual for earning a livelihood and these were determined to a greater extent by birth in a caste. Further, literary education was more open to males than to females. With the introduction of the modern system of education, both the meaning and content of education underwent significant changes. It became less religious and many new branches of learning were introduced. The printing press revolutionized the education system in that the emphasis shifted from personal oral communication to impersonal communication of ideas through books journals and other media. It brought the sacred scriptures within the reach of many castes that were not allowed by custom to read them. English education was also the medium for the spread of modern science and ideas of equality and liberty. The western system of education was gradually thrown open to all caste religious groups and to women. Formal education became the basis of exploiting new economic opportunities which were to a large extent cost free. Education opportunities helped one to acquire the necessary skills outside the caste. Occupation thus became a relatively independent element of social status. The development of professions along with the salaried occupations led to the growth of the middle class. This newly educated middle class in India could cut across different castes, but frequently the advantages of English education accrued to upper caste because of initial advantage of their high status. The British adopted a policy of reservation of low paid administrative post for members of low caste. The awareness of economic and other advantages of English education gradually spread to the lower rugs of the caste hierarchy and there was a widespread effort on their part to seek new education. In independent India also, the policy of reservation was continued for backward caste, scheduled caste and scheduled tribe by the government to give educational and other privileges to them. One of the major changes that the new system of education introduced was a gradual dissociation of occupation from caste. While occupations in the traditional caste system were rated in terms of ritual purity and pollution, they are today rated to some extent in terms of the incomes they produce. The western type of education has also made possible the upward mobility of individuals and groups in the framework of westernization where membership of caste is not a decisive factor. Individuals get their children educated in the public schools and convent follow modern occupations which are more remunerative and adopt a westernized style of life. 
both the mechanisms of social mobility sanskritization and westernization are not mutually exclusive people participate in both these and try to make the best of both the worlds to retreat sanskritization is the process by which the low hindu caste or tribal or other groups changes its custom ritual ideology and the way of life in the direction of the high and frequently twice born caste generally such changes are followed by a claim to high position in the caste hierarchy than that traditionally conceded to the claimant caste by the local community westernization on the other hand refers to the changes brought about in indian society and culture as a result of over 150 years of british rule the term subsuming changes occurring in different levels technology institution ideology and values the western system of education was also responsible for the spread of egalitarian ideas and modern scientific rationality these ideas became the guiding spirit behind the national movement in the fight for the equality of opportunity a source of inspiration for social reforms and a challenge to traditional values which supported the caste system there is a rough correlation between hierarchy of educational institutions and the social background of students and the teachers students from upper strata tend to join public schools and convents and those from the lower ones are to be found in greater numbers in municipal district board and government schools there is a marked contrast in the quality of education imparted by these schools the former provide a social environment for children which is to some extent congruent with the western style of life that obtains to their homes education here is expensive and only student belonging to upper classes and high income groups are able to exploit it they are also in an advantage tejas position to seek admission to engineering and medical colleges which sells a seat in the name of donations also these rich students can also engage private tutors at the school college and university level necessarily teachers employed in schools and colleges run tutorial classes and maintain high standards of teaching in the later to attract students to their private colleges however educational opportunities are open to all those who seek to take advantage of them without being bound by limitations of caste or religion it must be noted that caste associations have their educational institutions but they give preferential treatment in the matter of admission to students of the same caste members of the same caste are recruited as teachers caste enterprise the preferential state policies affect the system of education in their own way some schools started by secretarian association promote high standards in education 
while other contribute to the general deterioration of standards. Such teachers are largely responsible for the maintenance of these, their recruitment on the basis of caste and religious considerations at the expense of merit and objective criteria is bound to adversely affect the education system and the development of human values. When students from the lower strata get highly educated, they not only qualify themselves to get more remunerative jobs, thereby raising the economic level of the family, but also contribute in heightening of its prestige seeking alliance from caste which either have a higher ritual status or reputed ancestry also has untouchable caste shed the stigma of belonging to a low caste. Education has become a source of prestige and a symbol of a higher social status. It has also brought about significant change in the traditional social status of women. Social mobility in the larger framework of students supported by themselves that is self-help students concern more significantly the situation of intragenerational mobility. Those who are already employed to educate themselves further greatly benefit from the establishment of morning and evening colleges corresponding courses and the professional and certificate courses leading to a degree or diploma and a provision by some universities for ad of admitting external students. These avenues of formal adult education act as an independent channel of social mobility. The pattern of mobility here is characterized by greater spontaneity and purposive motivation than those in the case of students supported by their parents. Individuals are able to work their way through higher education and move up the ladder of stratification during the span of their careers. Now let us conclude the unit. The relationship between education and social mobility is complex and dynamic. After reading this unit, we have realized that it is extremely difficult to draw generalization that would be of universal relevance. While there is no doubt about the fact that education makes an important contribution towards the social mobility of individuals and groups, there are several factors that sometimes significantly after the direction and fate of such a relationship. In a society which is rigidly stratified, it becomes very difficult for the formal institution of education to remain unaffected or unbiased. Under those circumstances, it ends up maintaining the status quo and reinforcing the socio-economic or cultural divide between people. In many cases, the stigma of belonging to a lower caste for example, Dalits may remain even after attaining the highest educational status. At the same time, however, there have been occasions when schools have been able to rise above those prejudices and give a fair chance to people.
especially from disadvantaged backgrounds to overcome their handicaps and move up the social ladder. Here we wind up this conversation and we have come to the end of the unit. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast.